When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of MSW Media and the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Today, I am talking with the wonderful Sarah Wood. I'm on a new podcast system, so today there will be no ads in the middle of the show, no intro or outro music, and that's all going to come back later. But please visit patreon.com slash startmeup if you'd like to support the show. Now on to the podcast. Welcome, Sarah. Hello. Last week, we had a very bad time. <laughs> it was so horrible because uh, I was unable, like something crashed with my system and I couldn't hear you. And it was funny because I had posted about it. I was all upset and everybody was like, oh, there was some kind of solar flare happening. And, um, you know, I was like, that wasn't it. It's my system. <laughs> so um, now we have solar this new flare. system and I'm just praying it works. <laughs> but it's good to have you here. Always good to be here. <laughs> Oh my God, It's things are so boring. I don't know what we're going to talk about. <laughs> There's nothing going on right now. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Peace on earth. It's been great. Uh, exactly. All right. Bye. Um, all right. So I'm just going to start this. We, we have so much to talk about with the Supreme Court and everything, but I'm going to start this with saying yesterday, Marianne Williamson, the, the woman who's supposed to be all about love and spirituality blocked me. And um, she blocked me because I called her an ego pig. But okay, fine. Maybe I'm an asshole for calling her an ego pig, but she is an ego pig. And she's she, she suspended her campaign, and then she saw how many votes she got in that like dinky little little bit more than stupid ass Dean Phillips. And then uh, she decides, oh, I'm back in the race now. So you know, I called her an ego pig, and then she said, it's called democracy, and I said, it's it's called being an ego pig. And then um, I basically said she she is hurting the only viable candidate. So she blocked me. And it just pisses me off because, you know, she's 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 supposed to be representing all the people or wanting to represent all the people, which would mean people like me who call her an ego pig. And I'm sure she's been called worse. And so, you know, her whole, oh, this, we need we need more love. This is the way you show love. You fucking loser. I, I really don't like her anymore. I, I used to like some of her message. But now I just see her as a big fat fucking fraud and she pisses me off. <laughs> so there's I mean, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I can't disagree. <laughs> oh my God. It, I mean, you know, and then even Valerie Bertinelli uh, on threads told her to shut the fuck up. Well, she didn't say shut the fuck up, but she said, oh, just shut up. <laughs> it's just like I good. I can't see Valerie Bertinelli using the F word, but yeah. No, I know. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure she does, though. I'm sure. <laughs> Okay, so here we go. Now, I just, I'm going to preface this with how I feel and, and, and a couple of things that I posted. But we learned yesterday that the Supreme Court is basically just in Donald Court, uh, in Donald Court, in Donald Trump's uh, 
Ooh. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. What's going on? Who's, who's at the door? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? Is someone at the door? Maybe, or walking by, yeah. Oh, yeah, right, because that's what my dad chases the squirrels, like, from window to window and screams. Yeah, um. I should have closed the blinds before coming. coming <laughs> oh, well, that's okay. We love the animals here. Um, but, okay, so, so, yeah, they are favoring Donald Trump by basically putting this off until April. And yeah. the way that I see this is... No matter, look, okay, we, we all thought Mueller was going to save us. Mueller did not save us. Uh, it's us. We're the ones who have to do it. And we have to remember that Democrats have been overperforming. Republicans have been underperforming. And if Donald Trump somehow wins this election, even if, like, even if you know, we had the trial and whether or not he was proved, you know, let's just say he was found guilty and then he wins. Let's say he wins. Um, he, he gets rid of it all anyway. So... Yeah, the the justice system is fucked up because our Supreme Court has a, a really corrupt white right wing, but and, and that's a big fucking problem. But the only way to fix that problem is to vote, and I just feel like as you know, Donald Trump, his his world is closing in on him, and 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 things are just getting worse and worse and worse. And I just don't, as much as we need justice, I don't feel like having this trial is is going to mean he's going to win. No, no, I don't think so. I, the most important thing is getting out the vote. Like we need yeah. to make sure people get to the polls. And all I can think about is all these protest votes and yeah. they're coming out. And I'm just like, the reason we had Trump in the first place and who was able to install all these justices was the fact that we had all these protest votes. Exactly. First place, yeah. So yeah. it's like, so it's like, don't come out again and then don't screw us all over again because like of your like higher conscience, like, Think about the big picture and not just like this myopic right in front mm -hmm. of you view of the world that you don't even wrap your head around fully. So mm -hmm. it's 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 very frustrating to me. But yeah, the 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 only way really to combat all of this is to get out the vote. Yeah, I mean, Lawrence, it, I was really happy to see Lawrence say that last night because it made me feel smart because I was like, you know, he was basically saying it's up to us. It's always been up to us. And there's, you know, and the other thing that I'm seeing out there is, I mean, and I get it. People are feeling beaten up. They're cynical. And it's understandable because we're dealing with neo-Nazis and white nationalists and patriarchal fucking abusers. So, yeah, it, it's, it's, I don't want to get down on anyone for feeling like we're up against so much, but I am going to kind of not accept this whole word defeated because number one, who's the president right now? It's not Donald Trump. Right now, our president is Joe Biden. And so, you know, I mean, I'm all into the like intentional manifesting. And I, you know, part of what that is, is kind of envisioning the future and, and what we assume to be true. And so right now, if, if everybody's envisioning Trump winning, we're going to give that more of a more of the edge it gives him more of a, the edge it's not an absolute or anything but 
instead of visualizing Trump winning, visualize Biden winning. And, yeah. the, and you know, it's like you're saying the protest votes, there's all these people with their purity and the, they don't like the way things are going. And it's like, again, I say the only way to change it is to vote for the Democrats because your vote for your for your vanity candidate is, is not they're not going to win. So you're and you're not going to show the Democrats anything except for the door and, and the door to fascism. It just ma- it makes me so mad because there's so many self-righteous, ignorant people out there who think, oh, I'm just going to show the Democrats by voting for, you know, not voting at all or voting for whoever asshole is coming along and spoiling this. And it, I don't know. It, 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 obviously, it makes me very angry. <laughs> and it's a vote of privilege, too, because if you're yes, able to it vote is. and not care about the outcome, not care about who wins the election, that just shows, like, you're kind of like, you're voting against, I don't know, it, it makes me so mad because it's just like, yeah. okay, you're, you're, you're voting your vote of conscience. That's wonderful in your own little world. But like, who are you hurting <laughs> by this? Like, who right. are you actually voting against or voting for when you're doing this? Because you're voting against the American people when you're doing this. If you're not yeah. voting for Joe Biden or the, and the Democrats and to make sure we take back the House and hold on to the Senate and yeah. And these these women who can't have abortions and who are dying, it's it's for it's the people who voted for Jill Stein, you know, and, and, and I don't care if that offends you. People are fucking dying because of your purity and your privilege. And yeah. we just can't afford that right now. I, I hope more Americans understand that because we are at a really critical moment. I mean, I have a lot of faith in the fact that Joe Biden is going to win. Um as long as we're united, as long as we do what we need to do. We did this before in the middle of a global pandemic. I do have mm-hmm. faith that we can do this. My fear is and continues to be, are we going to be able to get the Senate? Because if we don't get the Senate, and oh my God, when I say that on social media, people are like, don't forget the House. And it's like, I'm not forgetting the House uh, because the House is an easier path. The Senate is a more difficult path for the Democrats. So it's And the thing is, though, there is no gerrymandering in the Senate. So there are a lot of liberals who live in red states that are that, you know, they're heavily gerrymandered. And so that, again, for the House, have heavily gerrymandered for the House, but not for the Senate. So like if you have uh, Democrats living in Texas, a lot of those people have expressed that they feel like it's not worth it's, you know, there's no point in me voting because of gerrymandering, because it's so rigged and all that stuff. And of course, we know there's a lot of kind of MAGAs living there. But there's a lot of liberals living in uh, Texas who don't vote because they feel like their vote doesn't count. Show up, man. I don't, I don't think you're listening to my podcast, but tell your friends in Texas, show up. You know, yeah, I was, yeah, well, I, it was, I don't remember what it was. It was in the like mid, like about a decade ago. I was like, you're, you saw a lot of people bragging about how, Demo- how Democrats were leaving blue states and going to Georgia and going to Georgia. Mm-hmm. And I said, mark my words, Georgia's going to be a purple state. Now yeah. they have two Democratic senators, both of them mm-hmm. are Dems, um, a lot of Democratic reps, and they went for Biden. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, you can't there you go. Not, you can't not vote. <laughs> and I honestly feel like, well, we've lost Florida, but I honestly feel like we're going to start to get Texas that way. I honestly yeah. feel it. I feel like they're like, oh, all these liberals are coming to Texas. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, 
That, yes, and they bring their politics with them. <laughs> exactly. So they're not going to move to Texas and be like, I hate women's rights, like, right. or, or guns for everybody. Like they're gonna, they're gonna yeah. vote for the liberals. Yeah, and you're gonna see that. that. And I have a, I have a strong feeling about the Senate. I would love. Is it Ted Cruz that would get knocked out? Because that would be. Amazing. Oh God, that would be great. Wouldn't it be great? <laughs> oh, I hate him so much. Yeah. <laughs> So you do. So you have a okay. You had a feeling about Georgia, and then it kind mm-hmm. of went purpley blue. Now you're yeah. having a feeling about Texas. Yeah, yeah. Sarah, Sarah, the Oracle. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, people always brag about like all this business. Like I have, I have Republican family in Georgia, and they were always yeah. like, "Oh yeah, all these people are coming down from up north," and I was like, "Yeah," and they're all Democrats. <laughs> And they're mo- and they're vote and they're motivated voters. So yes, and it's important. And you know, I, I would like I put out a post last night because it's very difficult to constantly watch the news, especially mainstream media news that is not servicing the country the way it should. I mean, it should just be the facts. But there is a slant, and the slant is against Biden, even on the liberal networks. Not. Um, you know, not my very favorite in the whole world, which is Lawrence O'Donnell. But um, there are a few on MSNBC who don't do that. But there are a lot on MSNBC who do. So I don't like to watch cable news anymore. Uh, I, you know, I did watch, like I said last night when I was watching Lawrence, he basically was saying, you know, it's just up to us. And I was like, that it makes me feel better to hear that because that was my gut feeling. But, it, you know, I mean, it's something that it's really difficult to constantly basically be a victim to what the media is shoving down our throats. So I posted a bunch of, you know, rah, rah, don't lose hope. The Democrats are overperforming. The Republicans are underperforming. And I swear to God, I I mean, I did three or four of those tweets. One of them in particular really took off and just within an hour had almost a thousand retweets. And it was like, this just shows me that optimism sells too. And, you know, I mean, it's sad to me to think that the news media thinks that they have to push like the Trump's going to win narrative in order to get clicks um, when when I can just see on my much smaller little platform the amount of, you know, enthusiasm that I got for that optimistic tweet and people thanking me and saying, I needed this, I needed this. Because then I also want to go back to people, and I tweeted about them, Harriet Tubman and Alice Paul. You know, Harriet Tubman escaped slavery. She she saved slaves. Alice Paul, there was no right to vote for women. Alice Paul had to make that happen. We are, we're already starting with, I mean, we've lost rights for sure, but we're starting with way more than those people had. And, and they didn't sit there and go, I can't. I mean, it's fucking democracy. It's not owed to you. It's not promised. It's a constant battle. Kamala Harris told us this in, on Joe Biden's inauguration. And I just feel like, you know, I mean, everybody who's just going, oh, we, I can't, I can't anymore. I have no fucking time for you. I just don't because we're in a fight for our for our democracy, our democracy, for our lives. Literally, people people are going to die when if and when fascists win for various reasons. So it's like just I'm so tired of it. And I have I have no patience. I am not putting up with it because at this point, I don't know if they're real liberals who are just feeling defeated or if they are, you know, trolls pretending to be liberals trying to knock down. Um, Rel, and we know that the uh, there's the Russian 
um, campaign basically to get Trump installed. And then there's also, you know, and it's sophisticated. It's an online cyber thing. They've been doing it forever. And but the Republicans are doing it, too. And I think people need to wake up to that a little bit more and stop being such a victim to every single scary thing we see out there. Stop being such a victim. It's driving me fucking nuts. Yeah. And most of the negative stuff you see online, like I see it online with mine, um, stuff that I post for personal and for work. It's like it's so trollish that it doesn't mm-hmm. seem it doesn't seem real. Yeah. So it's like you, you've got to block out the noise and just keep pushing forward. You can't and you can't give up. You can't not fight for democracy and fight to win and fight for rights. Like you can't be like, oh, this is getting so hard. No, it is hard. That's how we got here in the first place. That's how we got rights in the first place. Women didn't have rights. People of color didn't have rights. But we're rolling forward. And it's like, yeah, three steps forward, one or two steps back. But you still we're still a step forward. So it's like, yes. you just got to keep pushing, keep pushing because like, you can't, you can't, I don't know. Like today, I think well, giving like up the, is the voting rights in. act, the, the, the voting yes. rights, John Lewis, that's on the floor of the Senate right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that is a man, John Lewis, who literally got beaten down and mm-hmm. still pushed forward and like yeah. till, till his dying day. And it's right. like, you, you have to, like, he is such an inspiration and you have to just keep moving forward. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, people have really been spoiled, right? Because we've had, we've had it easy for a really long time and we haven't had to do anything other than vote. And then we also were fortunate enough to have a Republican party that seemed kind of sane and normal. But if you really think about it, this has been the plan. They play the long game. So what, you know, they were saying, it's like right now they're pretending they give a shit about IVF, but they really don't. And so... It's like Rachel Maddow always says, watch what they do as opposed to what they say, because they're they're lying to us. And so, it, you know, we were living under the impression that the, the, the conservatives and I say that in air quotes um, were actually conservative. And of course, there were some actual conservatives who were literally just about, you know, let's not overspend. But most of the conservative movement is the GOP, which is racist and they, they fucking hate women. I mean, it's clear it's all coming out right now. As soon as as soon as that underbelly was exposed with Trump. I mean, the I would say the Tea Party started to really expose their disgustingness. But then Trump came along and he just ripped off whatever was left and it's all so ugly and hellish right now. And this is what they've wanted for so long. I mean, look at fucking Mitch McConnell. How long has he been, you know, in politics and look what he's accomplished playing the long game. He yeah. he was successful. They've been doing it since like the 80s, since before that, just been pushing the, yeah. the same strategy, installing judges and people right. that make, who are the deciders who get to implement laws or not implement laws. And they, they have been playing the very long game. And that's where we need to see, like, we've actually seen Biden getting judges in as well, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but people don't see that. They don't hear that. They don't hear the good that we are doing. They don't see that we never actually slipped into a recession from right. after the pandemic. Yeah, prices are high because corporations are are greedy. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, uh, it's I want to say, well, I, 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 no, I was going to say, go I, um, so with I, I work for Vote Vets, and mm-hmm. people, I always get feedback from people online saying, "You're when you post content and you're and you post your flag, you post the flag backwards." And they're always like, "That's wrong. That's wrong." And I'm like, "I'm like, no, it's the way it is. Like on the U.S. Army uniform." 
mm-hmm. is, is it's backwards, but it's not backwards. It's, it's how it's seen when it's flying into battle and always mm-hmm. pushing forward. Mm-hmm. And that is why, and that's why I love vote vets too. It's just like, that mm-hmm. is, we just keep, you got to keep going. And, yeah. um, Yeah. Well, and I also, I would also (laughs) like to remind people, I mean, at least for when you're trying to explain this to people who just don't understand, um, these people who are all upset about, you know, like they, they, they want the, uh, third party or they, you know, whether it's Marianne Williamson or Dean Phillips, whoever, and they make arguments for this person. What, what I guarantee none of these people do is show up to every single election because they, they show up every four years and say, hey, nothing's changed. But that's the, that's the fault of the people. If, if nothing has changed, because, yeah, we elect these people, but then we have to stay on their ass. We have to make phone calls. And if you're too lazy to do that, then you don't have the fucking right to complain that things aren't going your way. Because, you know, there, there's a guy who's in uh, Illinois. Bradley something or other. I can't think of his last name. But I I went after him when he wasn't supporting the Equal Rights Amendment. And he's a Democrat. And he doesn't do fucking anything. He's he the only good he is, is he votes with the Democrats. That's it. So, you know, I'd, I'd rather have him over a Republican. But his nature is to do nothing. And on top of it, when I was trying to bully him by, you know, by shaming him in blog posts, about not supporting the Equal Rights Amendment. He completely ignored it. But when he got invited to uh, some fundraiser, or he, no, I'm sorry, there was a fundraiser he wanted to go to. And so it just so happened that, that somebody who could get him in was for the ERA. And so she said, all right, well, I'll, I'll get you into this fundraiser, but you got to vote for, you know, you got to vote yes on the resolution to get that. It was like, it was a while back. That was the only way it happened. It wasn't because he was such a great Democrat. But no one was on his ass. I mean, I tried with a blog post and he didn't care. But maybe if all his constituents called him endlessly, he would have been moved to do something. So I just I just had to throw that out there because it's something people don't always think about. Democracy is not once every four years. We have to be participating in it all the time. And when we see it going away, we have to get a little bit more active and engaged in that process. So, okay, my rant on that is over. But I do want to say, you know, that when you take a look at what's going on right now with what the Republicans are doing, it's fucking horrifying and it's frightening. I mean, I don't know if you saw this, but there was, okay, I just, this I saw this this morning. A fucking GOP bill would make it easier for Arizona ranchers to shoot and kill border crosses on their property. So basically it's, it, it's considered murder now. But it, it would be like a proposed expansion, and I guess it was called the Castle Doctrine. So it basically makes killing people who are coming over here, it makes it legal to kill them. Like anybody who lives in Arizona. What the fuck? I love they tried to... Wanna... <laughs> it's so inhumane. It's I like know. They're, they're not even seeing these, these, these people as humans. They're human beings, and they're seeing yeah. them. It's not like... So like when I hear the castle doctrine, I know in California there's a castle doctrine and like if someone were to like uh, breaking and entering into your home and like threatening mm-hmm. you, you have the right to defend mm-hmm. yourself in your home. Mm-hmm. But like people cross it, like it's, it, they're, the way that they're trying to like manipulate that is I can see their train of thought, 
but yeah. it's so messed up. It is. Like they, they're trying to legalize murder. It's exactly and yes, wild. and 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 not only it's like they want to legalize murder, um, because it's brown people, or you know th- these pro-lifers, you know it's not always brown people, but I think that's you know who's coming over in Arizona. So those are the people that they're targeting, and it, it, it's so obvious what they're doing. It's disgusting to me what's happening, and I just I just feel like I, I'm so curious because, and I always go back to this, but. You know, I had the opportunity to live in communist Russia in 1980-81. Russians have always lived under, you know, fascist rule or communist rule or being told what to do. Now they have Putin and it's not exactly like, you know, it's certainly not exactly like it was when I was there, but it's still really bad. And if the difference, though, is in Russia, the people are used to it. And this is this is always how it's been. It's always been this way for them. But here we have this country where we have all these people who have been used to having a certain amount of freedom since the start of this country. And, and I know that that's also very nuanced because white people get the most freedom. White men get the most freedom. Um, and then you go on down the line to the less privileged folks and it's less, you know, it's less freedom for women, less freedom for black women, less freedom for, you know, people of color. We get that. But still, there's a certain amount of freedom that we're just used to in this country. And I think that what I think is people take it for granted. We've had it for so long. And I think they think it could never happen here. But look what's happened so very quickly since I mean, it does, how, God, how long ago was that escalator ride? It was like, oh God, 2015, God, many, nine, so years, nine ago? years ago, almost yeah. nine, eight and a half years ago. Look at what's changed in eight and a half years. And so if Trump were president, if Trump won, think about where this place could be in eight and a half years, because are we going to rise or are we all just going to whine and complain? I don't know. And then what are we going to rise against? The United States military? Because yeah. that's what he would have at his disposal. Yeah, it's, it's actually I, very, it's, it's, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. It um, yeah, what, what can happen? <laughs> or like, yeah, or like a January, another January 6th, but like worse kind of. Yeah, kind of. exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I, th- I think that we all like to think that we have, oh, well, we've never had it and we won't accept it. But if it, if it gets here because people are apathetic, because they're not voting, or whatever the reason, we're in for some shit because we're not going to just march in the street and see an end to it. This this would be the end of the American experiment as we know it. And then I don't know how long, if we can do it, it would take to get back to any kind of democracy because we would be dealing with these people like Mike Johnson. He's never going to let this fucking go. He's he, He's... He, what did he say? He said that we are not a democracy. We are a constitutional republic based on, I don't know, uh, what did he say? It was Christian values. That's what he said this oh. country was built on. So um, so he's well, that, trying to really, true. I know it's not true, and, and, <laughs> and we all should know it's not true, but this is what they're going on. This is yeah. what the Republicans are living on. And so, I mean, that's what they're going to, that they are going to take this into a theocracy, an autocracy. I heard somewhere that it's not... People are not, I guess, as motivated by, I should say, people aren't as motivated to vote for Democrats if the argument they hear is it's going to turn into an autocracy. Because I think the autocracy is just too much. I don't even think they understand it. 
And so I think that, you know, social media influencers, and I mean, I'm guilty of calling it an, you know, possible autocracy all the time. But I think social media influencers or anybody, anybody who's on social media should be focusing on the fact that, or I should say, focus on the things like Roe v. Wade or abortion or IVF. Um, because that's the stuff, If when you say autocracy, it's just this blanket concept that I don't think people can really wrap their head around. But when you say, you know, you're not going to be able to, you know, if you want to have a kid and you need to go to IVF, you're not going to be able to do that because Republicans are saying no. That's going to affect them more than than broad statements like autocracy. And I, it, I mean, what have you just, found there? No, it's true. As like, I'll just say like one. It, basically, it's like one man or one party deciding what you can do with your life, mm-hmm. and they don't. They're like, and they don't think that that can actually happen to right. them, or that it's actually. But we're slowly seeing it. We're slowly mm-hmm. seeing it take hold and it's like this this is a fair, fair, I can't wrap my head around it because I'm like I I'm trying to, I had like all these thoughts I was gonna say and then I was just <laughs> like <laughs> no but um but you look at you look at Putin and how he yeah. treats his citizens mm-hmm. and you, you have so so many of these like tick, TikTok influencers and like um other they just don't I mean a lot some of them get it I'm not gonna say all of them but other ones just being like, I feel like they're, we're just living in, like, we're like the blind leading the blind sometimes. Yeah. We're just, just like this, like, it's like, okay, that's happening over there, but that's not happening to me here. Mm-hmm. And until it actually happens to them, they're not going to understand it. But by the time it happens to them, it's too late. And yeah. it's so how do we wake people up to this reality that we could be losing all our rights? Like, it, we are literally an election away Mm-hmm. from an autocracy, from a dictatorship. Yeah, I know. And Well, I think, I do think we have to just point out the best way, I mean, I can only do so much. You can only do so much, right? I mean, I know there's the Democratic Party, there's messengers, but as messengers, because we that's what we all are. We are all the messengers. So we have to focus on those um, issues that are, are like the bread and butter, meat and potatoes, what are they called, the Main Street stuff. Yeah, we want to talk about the economy and we have to explain why the economy is doing well, because when you watch, you know, mainstream media, you're not necessarily going to find out that the economy is doing as well as it is. Um, Again, you're going to want to focus on abortion. You're going to want to focus on all these subjects that are relatable, I think, because when people realize, I think it's just a matter of making people understand you are not going to have the right. I mean, right now, somebody that I know and care about is is I don't think they've they're not all the way into IVF but they're cons- it's it's on the table. And I live in a blue state, so obviously it's not going to be taken away um from us right now, but you know, the elect- this this person yeah. is trying to get pregnant and I don't know if this person can or if if she can get pregnant before the election. So, you know, I mean, we just we don't know everybody has to understand how important this is. And I, I mean, I would, I'm just going to go ahead and plug David Pepper's book, Saving Democracy. He wrote Laboratories of Autocracy first. And everybody was like, all right, how do we save democracy? So then he wrote a book. And what's great is a lot of the uh, recommendations that he offers are very comfortable for people who don't necessarily want to go knocking on doors 
or you know don't you know i mean it's it's you can write postcards that's something that's very easy but you know he he talked about when he was on my show the last time just you know talking to people in your local community about setting up voter registrations in various places like a library or something like that so i mean there are things that we can all do or if you work in a place that's really big and has a place where you know downstairs or something where people could get registered to vote there are different things that we can do um, and, and I'm really grateful that it seems that there are a lot of people taking advantage of mail-in voting. I mean, I'm hearing that when we're watching the primary. So I think we're going to see more of that. And I also want to remind people that, as I said this at the beginning, during the middle of a global pandemic, we beat the fuck out of Donald Trump. And so it was like 7 million votes. Joe Biden got 7 million more votes. So we can do this. But... Every, and, and we're going to be up against the naysayers all, I mean, oh my God, the fucking news media between now and election day, it's just going to get worse and worse. And they're going to bring out all these stupid polls that are meaningless. Please follow Simon Rosenberg because he's got, and, and then, he, and there's a guy, Tom Bonier, I think it's B-O-N-I-E-R. They are keeping it real and they're, they're showing us. Like, oh, look, they predicted certain, you know, they, they did this in 2022 because they were like, oh, the big red wave never happened. You know, here are all the numbers they got wrong. There was a special election that recently happened and we were told, oh, the Democrats are really going to, I mean, Democrats fucking blew the Republicans away. And all we heard was how hard it was going to be for the Democrats. So, and then, you know, and now we're looking at primaries and Joe Biden is kicking so much fucking ass and, and Donald Trump is not doing so well. So we have to focus on those things because those that's the truth. Yeah, there's a lot of really horrible stuff going on and the right is going nuts. But we have to also focus on the wins that we have been seeing consistently since Donald Trump became president. Because if we don't do that, we allow ourselves to get complicit and or we allow ourselves to get apathetic and, and then we don't vote and then we manifest a Trump presidency. And we just can't do that. What's happening, too, is like things are so not great under Biden, but things are like, obviously, there's a lot going wrong, but things like people are, are kind of like falling back into the status quo and becoming apathetic, being like, why why would I even bother voting? Whereas when things were really shitty, when th shit was hitting the fan yeah. with Trump, they're like, I have to get out and vote. Whereas now they're like, well, Biden's not doing enough for me. And yeah. it's like, I'm not, it's like, oh, well, pardon you. Like, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> so Trump will? Trump will do enough yeah. for you? So when you're sitting in one of your concentration camps, yeah, with like when I when I'm like together with like in my work camps with um you know my fellow LGBTQ people and like women, we can be like, oh well, you know what? Mm -hmm. At least I voted my conscience. Yeah, because that's what uh, is important. Just, yeah, at least at least at least I have a clear mind because I I, I yeah you're gonna have a lot of time to think about that because you won't be doing anything. But <laughs> yeah. it's wild to be. You, you mentioned before Mike Johnson like was talking mm -hmm. about how we're not we're not a democracy. So how mm -hmm. I like and I've heard this so many times. Yeah, we're not a democracy. We're a republic. Okay, we are a republic, a noun. Mm -hmm. And I like to treat mm -hmm. democracy as a verb, like how we get it done. It's an action verb. It's like how right. we actually accomplish our goals within our republic. Yeah. So. This, well, and I, then there's also it's such a lame, such a lame thing. Like we're not a democracy. We're a republic. Yeah, exactly. And, but the thing is, is we, we are a democracy when it comes to our House of Representatives and the Senate, because that's all the popular vote. So mm -hmm. it, it's a combination, really, of the two. 
And so, yeah, we are a, we are a, dem- a democracy in that way. We're, not, we're it's different when it comes to voting for the president, but that it's, it's like everything else. It's all the popular vote. So it's God. Yeah, we're arguing against the thing that benefits them. And you know, I've had family members say that to me. We're a constitutional republic, and it's like, no, you're a fucking idiot. But um, I guess I just say that too much. But you know, it's like, funny. Well, do you vote? And they'll be like, yes. And you'll be like, well, then you're you're exp- then you're, you're in democracy. You're in democracy. Yeah, exactly. Congratulations. Yeah, you have a say. You have yeah. a say. And I, I just I have to vent this because. I know not everybody knows this reference because it's 1978, but I posted this morning a quote from Animal House, which was the John Belushi, you know, was were something that was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor. And so, of course, oh, my God, the number of splainers. It's Japan, Kimberly. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, it's a fucking movie quote. It's John Belushi. I can't believe how many fucking people don't know that. And I guess 1978 is just way too far back. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I know <laughs> yeah. that movie is completely problematic, but I think it's also um, so representative of the time that it was made. The humor that was, you know, permitted back then and accepted back then. And you know, I mean, I've seen that movie so many fucking times. I saw it with my father when I was a kid and I just, I just, I couldn't believe, <laughs> I just couldn't believe how many people just didn't get it. And then on top of it, had to explain it to me when I'm almost literally, you know, correcting people in who keep explaining it to me. They don't even bother to look at the comments to see the constant proof that I know that Germans didn't bomb. And then I thought, oh, my God, there's going to be some Gen Zers out there who's going to go, the Germans bomb Pearl Harbor? Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> so, it's like, oh, my God. Ugh, I had such I'm a Because I have to work with some Gen Zers, like, not, like, it's like, within my networks. And some of them were not, don't remember or weren't born for 9-11. And I was right. like, Oh no! Like, oh, God. <laughs> like, that's hard. Nine eleven. I mean, that's hard. Like to there live you your life pre nine eleven. We were just yeah. like we we're just like going steady through the nineties. It was like yeah. it was it was it wasn't bad. And then no. I mean, there's a lot of bad things, but it was wasn't right. bad. And then I was at nine eleven, and it's like for me in my life, there's pre nine eleven and post nine eleven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just, I think about that. I don't know why. Like when you mentioned Pearl Harbor, I was like, there are like our grandparents' generation was like, my, my grandparents we were like pre-Pearl Harbor and post-Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. And that's where we, right, just, we exactly. have to, we, we have to be like, we have to educate these kids because they're yeah. not going to understand. <laughs> I oh. <know. laughs> well, I mean, I don't expect everyone to go out and watch Animal House. And again, I know that it's not everybody's <laughs> sense of humor and there's humor. all kinds of <laughs> yeah and there but i mean there's problematic rape jokes and things like that so you know i get that i i can't imagine gen z would even like animal house at this point but i just it was so funny because it wasn't just gen it wasn't necessarily gen zers who were who were coming at me there were a lot of older men and and they did the whole actually fuck it i'm like seriously with the actually actually <laughs> or the um and it was like um kimberly like you stupid idiot and i just i just like I was having fun with it, though, because I just I could just hear fucking John Belushi saying it. And, you know, he's problematic, too, because he said women can't be funny. 
Like he told Gilda Radner that or he told somebody that. And it's like, what? I mean, that was fucking that was fucked up. But that doesn't mean I'm just going to hate on John Belushi for the rest of my life. I'm going to appreciate the things that he did that make me laugh and move on. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not yeah. going to be all police about it. <laughs> I swear to God. Well, it's that's the thing crazy. about comics is like there are a lot of problematic comics even now. Of course, yeah. But it's like you can choose not to listen to them. Yeah. You can choose like are because you're not going to change them. Right. And by choosing not to listen to them and getting other people not to listen to them, that might actually change them because mm-hmm. then they won't have any listeners. It's hard. I, I don't know. It's like I do like you can call them out and you have you mm-hmm. have freedom of speech to call them out. And then you can also choose not to listen to them. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's a lot of hate watchers out there. And I'm like, yeah. they're like, oh, have you seen the latest like so and so's special on Netflix? It's really problematic. And I was like, then I don't want to watch it. Exactly. I'm I'm, I'm good. Thanks. I don't need to like sit there and be angry for an hour and a half. I'm good. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, I, you know, we hear all the time the comedians saying you can't tell a joke anymore. And it's like, you can say whatever you want, but you also have to be prepared for people to say, I didn't think that was funny because nobody's canceling you. You cancel yourself if you piss enough people off. It's all about what I mean. I'm a fucking writer and I've written books. And if people didn't like my books, I'm not going to blame them for not liking my books. They just yeah. didn't like them. And it, and if, if a whole bunch of people said, I fucking hate your book, it's horrible, and here are all the reasons why, well, then I would learn a lesson from that. And I'd say, okay, well, I'm not going to write another book like that. So comedians well, have that option. Yeah, like, where's that that guy, Matt Reif? I, I was following him on social media, and I thought, like, his TikToks and whatever, and I thought he was really funny. And I was like, okay, this guy's funny. So I watched his special. I forgot what, like, it was a Netflix or whatever it was on. And I was like, holy shit, like, this is really, really <laughs> really bad like he was being so unapologetically awful that i was like oh but you know what i did i went and unfollowed him and i was like well that guy like i'm not gonna give him (laughs) any of my attention anymore (laughs) and that's as easy i mean it's just that easy you just unfollow yeah. Oh my, you know, it's so funny. I just have to tell everybody, um, this new system that we're on has, it's recording uh, video, although I'm, you're not going to see the video, but I forgot to turn <laughs> oh it God. off. Yeah, I know, because I forgot, I'm in my fucking robe, like I'm in my at-home attire, no makeup, and, and at least today I'm feeling a little bit better because for the last three days, I've literally been in like this hormonal hell fog. It's been awful. I've been so tired. Today it finally broke. So and I had the dark circles under my eyes. I looked like shit. And I told Bob yesterday, I was like, I'm in hell. I'm in hormone hell. And he just looked at me. He's like, I can tell. (laughs) You could see it. You could just see it on my face. I was so tired and my like huge dark circles under my eyes. So it's like funny though, because when we started to record this, um, of course, I was trying to figure it all out, and the camera's on. And so immediately there's me in my robe, and I'm like, oh, no! <laughs> I'm so glad this wasn't like a, a guy that I, you know, I'm just interviewing for the first time, and it's you. <laughs> I'm so yes, happy that it's you. You're a regular old sloppy lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're both, we both work from home. We're both yeah. just in our uh, at-home attire, you know, not making any effort or anything like that. So it's <laughs> no, just... I'm not. <laughs> so it's just... I'm in a hoodie. <laughs> well, I'm in my robe, so... But... <laughs> Which is what I've always... I've, I, I'm a robe person. It's like my... I, it literally is my house coat. I like I like being in a, yeah exactly, and I like being in a cold room. It makes it just keeps me more alert yeah. 
So I like, so I, I'm cold and I like to have my robe on. So anyway, all right, I think this is where we're going to wrap things up. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, there's not going to be any music in this outro. That will all come later when I figure more shit out. And I basically have to get another um, site onto my Mac so that I can do everything on one computer. And right now I, I have to kind of divide it up between two computers. And so the reason I'm not doing the in, like the, the intro, it's like I don't want to record everything all anew and then upload it and take it to the other computer. I'm just like, I can't fucking deal with it. So this is just the straight shot you're going to get until I have no idea how long it's going to take because, uh, you know, this weekend is out. We're going to go up and see Bob's dad in Pennsylvania, so I'm not going to be able to get to it this weekend. So anyway, I'm just letting everyone know there's no outro music. So as I, you know, usually ask my guests, um, just Sarah, will you please tell everybody where they can find you? <laughs> you can find me on most social media platforms um, at Sarah Wood Writer. Um, and that's like writing things down, writer. And then I'm also uh, the social media director for the veterans, progressive veterans organization, Vote Vets. So give them a follow too. Doing very great, cool. really great things. They, you should absolutely follow both Sarah and Vote Vets. Vote Vets is so cool. And, you know, I'm all over the internet. I'm Just go to my Twitter and you could see the pinned tweet or you can go to my link tree because I'm not naming them all. So <laughs> thank you, Sarah, for being on the show. And thank God that it worked this time. Glad Take to care. Be here. <laughs> Bye-bye.